When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Good to be with you on a Balls Wednesday, fresh off a of kick in Florida's ass. That's a good way to start the day. Hey, hey. I'm Jeff, that's Tom, Director Matthew in the house on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. You're you, you're listening to us and or watching, and we appreciate it very much. I do, thank you so much, and thanks for doing so. Uh, also, like and subscribe if you're on Warchant TV. And let's get to, let's get, hey, you know, before uh, before I get right to the uh, the, the proceedings here and, and the... Uh, Big win last night. A much-needed win, really, more than anything else. A, a much, much-needed win for the uh, baseball team last night over Florida. Shutout always helps. A lot of strikeouts, uh, domination, early lead, put up a big number early and, and, and carry the day, play good defense, all that stuff. We'll get to it. We'll talk about the wrap-up of spring and all that. I thought of you over the weekend on, on Sunday in particular. I don't know if you were where you could uh, hear the audio because a lot of times you'll watch that Sunday round at the CP uh, for the Masters, as is your tradition, the Lang tradition. Uh, I But if you could hear it, um, then you heard the panic that has entered Vern Ludquist's life. He has panicked at all times about any missed putt. It is remarkable to watch what happens to old people. The world is scary to old people. Scarier by the minute, the older you get. And, like, a squirrel is frightening if you're old and it runs past you. Uh, loud noises frighten you be in ways they never used to when you're old. Um, you're cold all the time when you're old, so it's a colder place, the universe, is than it was before. Uh, you know death is lurking from afar. So any little thing to remind you of, of um, you know, the world can be scary. It's, it's omnipresent. And I crack up laughing. If you send a putt five feet past Vern Ledkus, oh my, oh no, there's a chance he could four putt. I mean, he said the dumbest ass things during the Masters I have ever heard anybody say at a broadcast. It was amazing. Any putt that went past the hole, oh, what has he done? It, it was remarkable. Uh, I didn't hear it. Oh, you uh, got to go back. It was I will. Awesome. I'll have to. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It was, uh, Sunday was a bit of a big time at the CP for the yeah, final round, so we enjoyed the, well, yeah. you know, with Scotty in the lead, and, and I get that it got tight there, and Camp Smith came out firing, but then about halfway through, you're thinking, all right, well, uh, so what's going on with the kids? You know, you're yeah, asking people around, right, stuff right. like that. 
I just uh, want but, you to know, you would have loved it in particular because we've listened to the demise and to hear him be frightened by any putt that went past. What's funny to me, though, is as you get older in general, that's how you feel on the course itself. Oh, right. You're more apt yeah. to leave a putt short at, at 50 <laughs> than you were at 20. At 20, yeah. I'll make that five-footer. Yeah, I'm coming back. It's a two-putt. Who cares? I at, got it. At 50, you're like, oh, I don't know. What could happen if it went by the hole? Nothing good. Yeah. No, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, that's not what I wanted to lead with, but I just thought I'd let you know because it made me laugh, and I thought it was great. Uh, it was it was funny. Okay, so there it is. Let's uh, get to Florida State got a much-needed win last night on the diamond against hated rival Florida. Five to nothing. Couple of dongs early on to set the stage. Dominant pitching. Really, everybody that hit the hill last night looked good. And let's hope it's the start of something. Mike Martin Jr. said, in essence, during this quote-unquote rough patch, and to say it's a rough patch is to put it mildly, uh, you know, basically said, we simplified and talked about going out and competing. Okay, well, listen, one game does not completely shift the evidence, the data points that we have up to this point, but it could be the start of something. Let's see. But it never hurts to thoroughly vanquish your rivals. And that's what happened last night. And I do think it puts an end temporarily to uh, the noises, which were growing ever louder by the hour. Understandably, concern growing, all of it. Nice win. Nice win. Uh, Let's see. Let's see what happens with Louisville beginning on Thursday. That series begins Thursday. Obviously, it's Easter Sunday coming up. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday series here at Dick Hauser. Get that series. Maybe I'll start to think they're turning the corner. Don't know. We'll find out. At age 61, I don't get startled. I just say WTF with greater frequency. <laughs> That's from Life Spectator. Um, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's funny. Uh, back to football. All kinds of thoughts about Mr. Mims perhaps joining the program. Let's hope. Knock on wood. Did a lot of scouting, a lot of phone calls, a lot of things across the board regarding uh, our chances of getting him. And all were very, very positive yesterday. Uh, The people you talk to, whether it's the fine folks at Rising Spear, efforting to to bring him in and uh, at the very least put a competitive offer on the table. It is... So much, right? We, we we saw this a while back, and we talked about what was coming. What's coming down the track is a resemblance to professional sports. No more heads in sand, all that stuff. At some point, we're going to acknowledge what it is, at least within the Power Five. But when you now find yourself in the mix and involved in it and no longer perhaps behind the eight ball, no longer ignoring the new reality, but rather actively engaged with a group that is efforting to bring in talented players so that Florida State can more quickly be where we need them to be, uh, both emotionally, (laughs) financially, for the athletic department's sake, you name it. Uh, It is still weird. Because all of a sudden, the talking points begin not with, is it a fit? Does this coach and that coach, do they get along with him? Have they been efforting all this time? Is the, where's his family from? Where did he grow up? Yeah, these are all factors, but they're not the factor. The factor's the money. 
It's always going to be now and forevermore that we've turned the corner, the money. And do we have something in place to where we can compete with other people's money that they're offering? Is it the money? And how much of it? And do we have it? And are we prioritizing this particular player the way that some others are? Because if the answer is yes, then it becomes, you know, obviously a competition about uh, what kind of NIL deals and and the like. Um, The good news is, at least on that front, Florida State is in a good position. I am told Florida State's in a good position to make a substantial offer along the lines of any other that he might get outside of the SEC. And Ohio State doesn't need tackles right now. So, okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I saw Michael's reporting on Warchant.com that, you know, obviously Florida State would be one of the first to secure a visit from Mims as this process plays out over the coming, I don't know, 10 days, two weeks, whatever it will be. Uh, more visits may be lined up, but FSU, as they typically are, the quickest to jump on an opportunity. So they also have a prior relationship. Alex I was Atkins just about to say, well. very big uh, That is a huge here. deal. Yeah. He trusts Alex Atkins. Now, he also, I would think, trusts that a check's not going to bounce if we have to cut a check. It's not. But as long as you can secure the visit and say to him something akin to, hey, on the off chance you get a more robust offer that makes you pause, just make sure to give us a call. Because you like it here anyway. You love working with Alex. You're going to love working with him day to day. You loved it in the camps. Now let's make sure that, you know, if you have any eyes that need dotted or T's crossed, just give us a call. Make us the last phone call, please. I was told, in essence, that that young man would have come to Florida State had we been in a better position, period, the first go-around when he selected Georgia. Secondly, that's how much he likes Coach Atkins. Secondly, uh, you know, we, we, we weren't, well, I'll just end it there. He likes Florida State. He likes Coach Atkins. That is not something we have to prove to him. That's not something Correct. that we have to get around. He does. So, hey, look, man, um, we're, our NIL game has been upped. Rising Spear is doing everything they can uh, to put us in a competitive position. Obviously, that wasn't uh, by chance the week of the spring game that they went on a media blitz attracting attention, donations, new members, and the like. They understand the new reality, and there's no need to sugarcoat any of this. We need money to compete with other schools who are buying for that young man's services and moving forward, other young men of that caliber. So that's where we're at. That's the deal. And we're never, now again, we're not going to be in a place that certain universities are in where it is limitless cash. It is, um, you know, Texas A&M will never be outbid if they don't want to be. Oil money will always be in place to where if they don't want to be outbid, they will not be outbid. But you then are committing to Texas A&M. So good luck with that. Well, and they're committing to you with an absurd amount of money at that point if it just gets into a straight bidding war. But it seems to me very simple, the situation here with FSU. If you have a competitive offer and you've got the relationships, what are we waiting for here? That's the thing. You make sure you vet, I suppose, that there wouldn't be a culture issue of him coming here. That I, You always worry when somebody enters the transfer portal that there's a reason beyond playing time. So vet that, make sure that that's square, and if it satisfies the coaching staff, then beyond that point, if it's about relationships and NIL, well, we've got one down, and it sounds like we're empowered to have both down. So what are we doing here? Let's close that deal. Yeah, 
for the long-time listeners of the Jeff Cameron Show, I have never pretended to be a recruiting insider. I have relied on others for that. There are those that that is their chosen specialty. It's what they do. They go to the camps. They visit. They watch these players. They talk to their high school coaches. War Chant became uh, the monolith, became the number one brand in that arena a long time ago. And so all those years ago, uh, as the Jeff Cameron Show grew and became by far and away the most popular Florida State football resource in all the land, then I knew that in order to better inform myself and educate listeners, I better bring in a Gene.com, uh, right? I better bring in a Gene Williams. I better bring him in and let him talk. And then later on, Michael, and others, of course, in that realm, because that's not my specialty. Why do I say that? Well, it's a preface, because I, you know, I understand that, and I'm glad that other people do it. I don't want to do it. I hate it, but I know how important it is. And I know there are others who are really good at it, including our own Michael Langston. So the point would be this. You, to have that resource to put in those calls as a host here, I asked a lot of people, how realistic do you think it is that Florida State gets this young man? And I was really, really pleased with the answers I got yesterday. I mean, a lot of people who do that very thing, who understand the recruiting world, know where his background is, his relationship with Atkins, what the recruiting process was like for him the first time around, the schools he was considering, all of that, they all seem to think that barring an outrageous offer from somebody else that goes above and beyond what anybody would think to be reasonable, Florida State's got a very good chance of winning the services of this player. That's huge. That's huge. This is also a situation where if we, we used to play this game, if you have 10 potato chips in the offseason, right? This is before NIL was uh, was really allowed. If you have 10 potato chips, how many potato chips are you spending on, on this X player, guy, right? Yeah. Be it a pass rusher or an offensive lineman. Well, here's the situation come to life. Yeah, it's happening. Even if, let's just say that Rising Spear had eight potato chips. Well, don't wait to get potato chips 14 and 15. You spend six of those potato chips right now if you need to. This is the player in terms of the mold and the, and where it fits on the depth chart, where it fits for this program. It's a position of need. This is a guy that you've got to have to push you to the next level. If he checks all the boxes and you believe that he's going to be an asset for the culture, there's no cancer in the locker room coming with him, all that kind of stuff, you couldn't have a position of need and a solution match together more neatly than in this situation right here. So spend those potato chips and make it happen. So it's basically the thought is that it comes down to us in the University of Miami. I mean, the bottom line is most people believe those are the two major players in his decision. Now somebody could come out of left field and decide that they want to enter the ball game, and you're certainly going to listen. Every kid should. Not unlike job offers in the working world, you should always listen to opportunity. Doesn't mean you're going to leave. Doesn't mean that... You know, you want to leave. It does mean that you have opportunities and you should always hear what they are. So he's going he's gonna to listen and he's going to take his visits and he's going to do what he's going to do. I do think this gets wrapped up quickly. I do think we're going to know one way or the other this time next week for sure. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, All right. I think this gets wrapped up quickly. I think he makes a decision rather hastily. And I don't mean that as in, like, he's rushing the process. I think he's going to know what's out there. He's not the kind of player that people are lukewarm about, man. This is just that crazy time, though, where, you know, we, we talked about how it's amazing what a difference two years can make because he can have a camp, basically, 
that calls over to the athletic department. Mike Norvell, please. I'm sure he's got a cell phone, but you get the point. And then down to Miami and say, I need your best and final offer by tonight <laughs> at 8 p.m. Yeah. Submit what you got. I mean, what a world. And he will well, command it. This is a well, player who will command that. So what's fascinating, and we, you heard it in the interview that I did uh, with Mr. Barton, Mr. Quigley. You know, if you think back on this, you know that uh, – the folks at Rising Spear are realists. And again, I don't work for them. I'm not being paid. So no, this they're is not, blunt about that, about the, what it is. Right. So so here's the thing. The, 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 like the founders of this are, in essence, admitting they don't like it. That nobody likes this. This is not ideal. Uh, but it's the Wild West. There are no rules in place. There are in Florida, which really actually hamstring us a bit, which I would ignore all of them. But anyhow, that's just me. Anyhow, uh, that's the stuff that drives you crazy. And and but you can't just like say I don't like this I don't like what well, you keep getting your head kicked in while you don't like it, or accept the reality and get after it and figure right. out how we can do something about it, which is what they're doing. And thank goodness. Yeah, that's one of the things Matthew said last week, which is you know the the time of thinking that it's the heartstrings that's going to be the reason that a big time player picks your university is over. So get used to that idea. Yeah, now there will be exceptions. There will be times. Right, but you cannot be caught with your no. proverbial, proverbial pants, down. pants down in that situation. Ain't no way. I mean, you, a good example, Marvin Jones Jr. did not come to Florida State. Yikes. Marvin yeah. Jones Jr. did not come to Florida State, of all people. Which they take personally at the level I of a rising personally. spear booster level. Absolutely. I take personally. I'm still pissed. Get it together, Marvin. Um, but yes, yes, that's a tough, and that's my favorite player of all time, by the way, senior. And to be clear, uh, this the internal sensor. It's not a rising spear booster level. A rising spear slash booster. Very different worlds. They cannot talk whatsoever. Don't want to give that impression. They concluded spring football yesterday. Some thoughts on that. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. That's next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply orange theory fitness Get it together. Let's tone up. Let's feel better about ourselves. Let's provide more life in our daily activities by getting in shape as we approach the summer months. First class is always free. If you're a uh, a new member, somebody joining for the first time, that first month is free, in fact, with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. Always encourage active members like myself to, uh, you know, maybe upgrade. If you do, you'll get a huge discount. But, uh, hey, look, beyond the incentivizing to get in shape, you know that you need to be held accountable. You know that you want something that works, and it's science-backed, and that's my friends at Orange Theory Fitness doing great work. First class is always free, so go find out for yourself. You don't have to just trust me. Go in there and find out what it's all about. I think you'll walk out saying, okay, that's a good workout. And I can be held accountable by people who care and are knowledgeable. And, uh, yeah, 
Interval training is uh, what is done all around the world. World-class athletes, you name it, they utilize it there at Orange Theory Fitness. Go check them out, orangetheoryfitness.com. Two locations, by the way, Midtown and on the north side of town. So Orange Theory Fitness. I mentioned the wrap-up of spring football, which I thought to be a mixed bag. Now, a lot of positives. It's hard on a day-to-day basis while mentioning the good and the bad than to not present this in such a way that you come off, you walk away from the show feeling a certain kind of way, you know, like oh, if if he was if if he was overly critical on a Tuesday of the practice uh, from last week or a player lack of development, whatever it might be, then that kind of resonates with you. You hear that and you think, man, I I don't know, they're they don't sound like they're real positive about what they're seeing. If you're overly positive about a great practice, a great session, a great segment. Um, you know, a day in which a segment group has has their way, then you might you might walk out of there. You might have that resonate with you in such a way that you think, "Oh man, they're they're making massive strides. They're going to be so much better." The truth is, it's usually somewhere in between. It's that it varies from day to day. These workouts, these efforts, these practices, these performances. Um, it is uh, like most things in life, uh, kind of uh, the good, the bad, and everything in between. If you're trying to label sort of what spring was, I think they've got some answers in areas that I did not anticipate, which is very encouraging. And I think they've got some work to do in areas that I thought would be appreciably better than they were. So that's not unlike most places that aren't one of four or five schools. When you have numbers in elite-level talent to throw out a problem – the chances you remedy the problem are greater. But Florida State's not Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia currently. That's not what we are. So it stands to reason that you're going to have some holes to fill and some areas that are going to have to be improved if you want to get to where you're going. But if you're asking, was the spring a success? I think the answer to that, for starters, is yes. Partly because there were no major injuries during spring. No career-ending injuries on the field. Now, you have an off-the-field problem that nobody can predict. It's a tragedy in the sense that um, a life was affected greatly, meaning multiple lives, because of a bad car accident. Nobody died, but a bad car accident. And that bad car accident affected the one plug-and-play Power 5 receiver who was a proven commodity that you were bringing in to alter the projection of your receiving core, which was not good a year ago. That's the negative. But that wasn't the result of spring practice. That's just an off-the-field thing. So what we saw on the field day-to-day, they were able to, they were able to really avoid any catastrophic injury. Everybody kind of turned out okay. Am I forgetting about somebody? No. No, no I didn't think so. All. Okay. all right, so you have that. Um, and I think that what we thought was true turned out to be furthered, the belief furthered. So, for example, uh, I thought that he had successfully, if nothing else, over these first couple of years, changed the locker room, the work ethic, the belief, the way they went about their business, the camaraderie, the unity, all of it. That is 100% true. This team believes in this coaching staff and each other and works hard and feeds off of each other. The toxicity that existed in this locker room for the better part of five years has been remedied. It's gone. You don't have it. And 
if there were any problems that lingered, residual you know, areas of concern, I think those might have been remedied by Mr. Brownlee's departure. So I don't think that the secondary group, that, that segment group that we talked about on the regular as being somewhat problematic from work ethic standpoint, focus standpoint, uh, the day-to-day uh, workouts, I don't think it's a problem anymore. I look at a guy like Akeem Dent, who has come a long way, is now a vocal leader and a really good football player. Jamie Robinson is solid as they come. Uh, I think when you look at players, whether it's uh, Duke or if you're looking at uh, Kevin Knowles or any of these other guys, man, they got a lot of guys that fit the part, work hard, and have improved as players. Uh, you know, guys that accepted the challenge like Renardo Green and others, they've got players to solve. For the future. I know that's not a segment we do today from our friends at ISF, but they do. I think they're going to be all right. Does that mean that there aren't going to be holes or things of concern if, you know, in terms of the, the depth of talent in that group? No, but in terms of their personalities, work ethic, focus, all that, I think that's largely been remedied. Yeah, a couple of things that are interesting in the last 24 hours, because practice was there was a lot of special teams work. Mike was oh, went on the boy, record great, talking about yeah, that. Uh, they're in shorts and, and helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple of interesting plays, like Johnny Wilson responded to Saturday's performance and was back making some big plays. T-shirt and a helmet, yep. That's fine. Uh, Azaria Thomas made a couple of plays at, at interception, also uh, you know showing what he showed. He bookended it with an impressive play where he said, all right, Good luck this summer. Go get you even bigger and stronger because you, sir, have the base to just be a like really good football camp. player. Just like all camp. Yep. Yep. Then today, Alex Atkins spoke to the media. There's yep. a wrap-up tomorrow. There'll be uh, both the defensive and special teams coordinators, Coach Fuller and Papuchas. Uh, but he was asked, was Coach Atkins by Aslan, um, what about Maurice Smith? Does he need to get bigger in the weight room? That was the last question today during the breakout. And I thought, very good question. I wonder what Coach Atkins will say. And he said, well, he's got to get better in a lot of things, you know, both with, you know, technically speaking on the field, but then off the field, he didn't run from it. Coach Atkins said, yes, Maurice has to get in the gym and get bigger and stronger, but he also listed several other players along with him, which I found interesting. So it wasn't just a yes, it was, so does Darius, so does Bless Harris, so does Lloyd Willis. That's a nice way of couching it. He's, yes. But Darius does. I think Darius certainly needs to. Oh, I think if, he, if he's going to be a guard, I mean, you know, it's just a little different. I think they all got to transform their bodies and continue to do that. I think they got to get bigger. I think they got to get a lot more athletic. I think that this is a group that it, its ceiling is pretty average. I, I don't think it's an elite group of players. I don't think they have very good players up front. Um, yeah, but you want to see quote unquote body by storms. You want to get to the fall and say, oh, look at that. Okay. Listen, that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna win the Remington, but uh, that's better. That's better than it was. Well, they're, they they got an interesting set of questions uh, facing the offensive line. Uh, you know, let's see what happens with uh, from a health standpoint. Uh, the 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 six or how about the, the the seven or eight guys that we think that can be a part of this rotation that are going to be counted on to give you, uh, in some cases, starts off the bench for injured players. Uh, prolonged periods of time on the field while a guy is nursing an ankle, whatever it might be, because just the very nature of the position, usually we see that shake out that way. And, and, and hey, listen, Mims could go a long way in solving the problems or for the future. Many problems. Okay, yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it's, it's paramount that they get this kid. If, I mean, go get him. Do everything in your power to get him. You may not get him, but don't lose because you didn't do everything you could 
to get this kid in here. It's a difference maker. He looks different. It's it's just it goes. Yeah, move Scott to right tackle. I mean, you already you start smiling. You're like, oh, okay. Well, that's the first move. All right, now what do we do at guard? Yeah, you start to feel the riches a little bit. Yeah. So, I, I guess my overriding point was that where there are areas of weakness, there are potential problem solvers, and both in the transfer portal, the offseason workouts. There are things that can be done to improve that group from right now as we end spring to the first game against Duquesne. Um, I don't think, barring a change in personnel, which could happen, uh, what if you bring in two offensive linemen? Uh, Barring that, I don't think they're going to go from being average, slightly above average, to like real good. I don't don't think we're ever going to walk out there and go, man, that group is really good. I think we're going to say... All right, but can, but if you get to average, because they already run it. I mean, they're all yeah, already, they're explosive. Yeah, you're you're gonna have explosive runs. As an FSU fan, <laughs> you can reasonably expect that you're gonna have explosive runs every game. You just need the consistency of if it's third and two. You know what? We, we could can run line the ball. up and get it. We could. Well, it'd be nice, right, to believe that that's possible. That you have a crew up front that could do that. And so the defense would believe that, and you'd see them play it differently. Yeah, and, and your conversion rate on third down because yeah. we suck on third down. Well, for obvious reasons, yeah. your quarterback can't third throw down. it when when he's behind the chains, and uh, and teams don't have to respect that, and so they're going to load up. But third down is largely an offensive line down too when it comes down to it, because if it's third and long, you can't leave seven in to protect. Right. They need to be to be able to hold up on their own. So. We got some answers there. Um, I'd be curious. I think the only area where I don't believe they will have an answer come fall and that nothing developed in the spring that leads me to believe it's going to be better in any way, shape, or form and that they are largely stuck where they're at and, and is tied in. I think we agree on that. I don't know that anybody thinks the tight end room is going to get better uh, because I don't think they'll focus in all likelihood. I don't think they're going to focus a transfer portal kid when you have other needs, when you're looking at offensive, let's say you're only bringing in four more people, okay? Well, you know, I think you're going to probably look long and hard at an offensive lineman, maybe two, and then maybe one other guy, and that would probably either be a receiver, a defensive end, or a linebacker. Like, I don't... I don't. Yeah, yeah it's a luxury to go get an H-back who can play because Cam will do enough. Yeah. You just got to find a guy who, who can be on the end of the line. And I don't know, maybe you go sixth offensive lineman at that point. Well, I got no problem with Douglas being just an extra blocker. He's a big guy. Yeah, he had a couple of good blocks on Saturday yeah, that he's just shown a, growth. Yeah, big dude, you know, but uh we got we got some projects there, you know, we got some guys that are a ways away. That'd be one of the places where evaluation you're saying, hmm. Because you do so well. I mean, like Omar Graham, right? Oh, the one love, linebacker yeah, they love, brought in. Or like, I love what okay. he's gonna be, yeah. All right, D line, interior. Yep, Aaron Hester on the outside, defensive end. Dante Anderson, preferred walk-on, scholarly situation, whatever it is. Nice. I can see why you brought him here. A lot of these guys, I mean, Brian Courtney, I'll give you that but as a receiving. Years, but he's two years away. And he's a receiving tight end. Yeah. That's what he's going to be. Yeah. But some of the other dudes, like, well, okay. Well, you know, I think they thought with Jackson West's disposition and nastiness, and he is that. He had one of the best pancakes at camp. Well, he's just nasty. You know, he's just a nasty dude. A he'll, perimeter pancake on Amari, and it was it was special to see. When he'll punch you in the face. He's not afraid. He's quick to hit guy. He's got a terrible attitude in a good way. Can't catch a lick. Would need a third hand. So, you know, that's where we're at. So, 
that group's not going to be better, I don't think. Now, you could have somebody fall in your lap, I suppose, in the transfer portal if there was an all-world tight end who saw immediate playing time and was disgusted with his current situation and decided, oh, maybe I'll go to Florida State. Oh, okay, well then, yeah, you wouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth, but it's unlikely. Yeah, but we just need somebody who's like Gabe Neighbors, you know? Man, I... He would have worked so well yes, in this system. Yes, but we misutilized him when he was here. Yeah, I know. Man, loved me some Gabe Neighbors. He's Always. still in the league for I, a reason. He, he will stay in the league for a while. He does a lot of things well. Anyhow, I uh, that's an area that's not going to get better. I think the offensive line has a chance to, obviously, with personnel shift and getting bigger and stronger. I like where we're at on defense right now. I kind of leave that alone. I think that's going to be a group that plays better. They showed signs in the second half of the season of being better. Anyhow, it carried over to this spring. Offensively, again, the evaluation part of this, they're not going to go out and get another quarterback. There's not one that fits the role they need. I would look long and hard because I don't think, it doesn't seem likely to me, based on what we know, that Winston Wright's going to be available for the fall, and if he's not available for the fall, like let's say, let's say in theory he could come back. Well, what are you doing? I mean, give that young man his best opportunity. Don't let him go out there at sixty percent. That's not fair to him. Just give it time, rehab, get yourself right, get back to where you were when you transferred in here, and then go produce for us. In the interim, I would look at another receiver. I don't think they have what they need at receiver. I don't. I don't think – it didn't look like to me that Malik McLean took a step forward at all this spring. Can you trust that Portier is anything other than Tate Rodemaker's back shoulder target every, twice a practice? Hey, he and A.J. Duffy had a connection yesterday. Well, maybe down the line, but – A it, little one-handed back shoulder. It was quite impressive. Great. Do you trust it in a game in the fall? No, not yet. So, I don't trust that Johnny Wilson's going to be consistent enough uh, – I love Micah Pittman. Point is, you could go get another receiver. I'd go take a look at it. By the way, surprise of camp. Running backs. Running backs were the surprise of camp. They're good at running back. Benson's a good player. If that's what he's going to be this fall, you got yourself a 1A and 1B because I do believe Treshawn Ward is a nice player. And you've got third down backs as well, so you got every situation covered. Running back's nice. That's where we're at, heading into the offseason. Get after it, guys. Let's see what the transfer portal hails. Let's hope, like hell, we're able to bring Mims in. All kinds of rumors. He's on campus today. I do believe that process will be a quick one from everything I hear. Whether we get him or not, we're going to know relatively soon. That's good. I don't like waiting around. I want to know. Seal my feet, good or bad? Let's go. Let's find out. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Straight from the fire down below. Go see my friends from the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans, Chad and Shannon. You get a different kind of mortgage experience with those two gentlemen. Especially when you mentioned that Jeff Cameron sent you the Jeff Cameron Show is where you heard it. Go and save and get it done with ease. Chad and Shannon, legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. They're Knowles just like you. 844-FSU-LOAN online at fsuhomeloans.com. And we are excited to be partnered with them, and we thank them for partnering with us. Uh, again, Hamilton Home Loans, a mortgage company that is designed around speed, simplicity, service, cutting-edge technology, and the best rates. 844-FSU-LOAN, FSUHomeLoans.com. I'm still stuffy. I hate it. I hear it in my ears, and it drives me nuts. Maybe you don't notice it as much, but I apologize for that nasally It's sound. far better. You're at like 90%. Yeah, I'm getting there, man. 
I'm getting there. You know what I did yesterday, man? It's crazy. Took my oldest son to uh, open house at uh, Leon High School where he'll be going to school next year. And This is happening. High school. What are we doing here? It's nuts. A lot of questionable things. That's what we're doing. Well, that'll be coming up for him, perhaps, yes. But, uh, man, I just, I kind of, I was shell-shocked. I looked like I had seen battle. I just staring at the gym and, ugh. What is the, um, because I know you've got a lot of stories about illegality, criminality, and things of that nature. (laughs) I'm just very honest on the show. We're an open book here. Yeah. What is, like, the dumbest thing that you got in trouble for? That's maybe that I got in trouble for. Yeah, like in in high school. Yeah, you got sent to the principal's office, or you got a demerit, or a detention, or whatever. Was there anything just ever trivial that got you in trouble? I tripped somebody in the halls one time, and their books <laughs> went flying all over the place. All right, yeah. I didn't like the kid, and I don't regret it. Mm. He was an ass, and he was sprinting past me, and I just stuck my foot out, and he went flying, and a teacher saw it. Mm. And the books went from here to high heaven. Yep. He probably had homework assignments in the pages of the books, so they 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 flew. It loose. was uh, his trapper keeper went a good long uh, way. His and, Walker uh, Brillier, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, books went flying, skinned his elbow. Oh man! Um, oh, he was yeah. Well, he took real joy in that. Oh, I did. And um, what a bully! It was a little. Well, listen, no, this kid, you would have been like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There is a difference. Yeah. There is a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's picking on the small, which no, is not, not allowed. That's, that's not, not what we do. That's not what I did here at all. Yeah. No. I did, no. I wouldn't. So that, I mean, that was dumb, and I really didn't care. I mean, I knew they were going to send me. I, as soon as I looked up and saw it was actually a math teacher who I didn't like either, Mr. Collins, uh, and, and he told me to take it to the- um, Hope you're doing well, Mr. Collins. I think he's dead. He was old as hell when I was in high school. It's been a long time. So I don't think he's dead. He is dead. If not, he's well over 100. Um, Three to the sky, Mr. Collins. So, yeah, he sent me to the office and whatever. I mean, they were, like, telling me all the bad, you know, why that, why that was bad. I knew why it was bad. I did it intentionally. I know it was calculated. I know why it was bad. I, I don't, I'm not a sociopath. I did it intentionally. I hockey-checked the hell out of my friend into a locker one day, and, of course, a teacher was never in the hallways. Right, was there. Right, Mr. Lang. I was like, mm. oh, you have got to be kidding me. It was a good hit. Hey, yeah, you squared him up. I did. Yeah. Shoulder right to the sternum. Oh, yeah. I have, I have a friend uh, to this day. We haven't spoken in a long time, but there's this understanding that if we do, we'll get along like it's you know, yesteryear. Sean Washington, uh, young man who, by the way, broke his neck and is still with us and kicking ass and you know, st- go, runs and everything else. But uh, he, he uh, <laughs> broke his neck on a trampoline. Crazy. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at a birthday party. But uh, oh yeah, he uh, he and I would play this game. I don't know why high school kids do this. I think it's the thing about machismo and toughness. We had a, it was open season on the other. You're allowed to punch each other in the ribs. So yeah, yeah, so like yeah. if you're walking and I could sneak up and pat and, and then it was legal. But you always were on kind of guard. You kept your elbows tucked. And uh, yeah, we got in trouble for that. Like we were punching each other hard in the ribs whenever we got an open shot. I remember feeling bad one time. I squared him up, and like he buckled to the ground, and I thought, he's hurt. That ain't cool. I like him. That shouldn't happen. Keep it very brief, but a story I've told before is just one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. This uh, one class, there was a project where you couldn't be late. Even if the printer wasn't working, Like the teacher could not have been more clear. Mm. And what happens? Day of, get in line to turn in your stuff, has a note from his mom, says, printer didn't work. She says, that's not going to cut it. 
Yeah. I, I told you. Printed yeah. two days before. Yeah. <laughs> and so he starts to flip out, and he spikes his pen on her desk. The pen cap whoa, flies whoa, off, whoa. And, the, and the regular pen ricochets and hits her in the face. Oh! Oh, yeah. What are we doing here? Dead silence, because this is a strict teacher. Everybody's ready to, like, crack up, because also, it didn't hurt her. But also, if you're having a nervous breakdown, there's some problems at the home. Right. What are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, he's a good kid, too. I liked him. Mm. But um, that is one of the most epic moments of getting sent to a principal's office I've ever seen because it was just a big pen right to the cheek. So I'm the last of a generation that actually took boards to the ass if you got sent to the office in middle school. What? I got hit. Yeah, Mr. Rose, our principal before uh, Mr. Cinnamon. Uh, Mr. Cinnamon? Yeah, Mr. Cinnamon became the you principal later on. you kidding me. No, great guy. His son Greg and I played football together uh, and are still friends. But uh, yeah, 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 no, Mr. Rose hit me with a paddle. Do you know Bert Sugar back in the day? No, I wish. He would have been a great guy to know. Uh, no, uh, I got paddled. What? Oh, I mean, hit hard. In public school? Yes, Bay Point Middle School. Like, the Catholics will beat the hell out of you, but no, a public I, school. A whooping in sixth grade. Wow. Yeah, there was nothing like that. You know that. why? Oh, no, of course not. I was gambling. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known that. I retract my former statement. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chan TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. <laughs> Tom, paddling was a routine thing, and it wasn't ceremonial either. If you caught principal of Cuesta Elementary circa 1969, Mr. Pardo, on a bad day, the wood-on-ass impact sounded like cannon fire. <laughs> yeah, it was, man. It was. Even, you know, obviously Mario is very old, but... Referencing the 60s for middle school, obvious. I was in the 80s, but uh, I, I would tell you that um, Padau, you'd hear that off in the distance. He's not wrong about that. That makes me laugh because in my bizarre mind, and I can't explain how it works, I just think of uh, the principal being there and then him asking Gene Deckerhoff, you know, should we, is this paddle time? And then Gene just yells, <laughs> You know how I know Gene Deckerhoff? Gene, if you're listening, you know we love you. You know how I could tell he was ready to retire? He didn't shed a tear, didn't care at all. He couldn't wait to ride the hell out. My man was like, man, that'll do it for the spring game. Okay. He was ready to go. He was out the door. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't, you know, he's too classy and a great man, but so long, bitches. I mean, he was ready to go. But did I play for you when I got sent from the university? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's yeah. Right, People were you. talking about it in the chat the other day, oh, too. Oh, it's so good. Uh, One last thing before I go. Yeah. Pay up. And go Knowles. Yeah, I was laughing. Um, <laughs> got that message. Okay. 
Um, and my career. Your account is 30 days past due. <laughs> Let's go, go Noles. Yeah. Oh, that was great. But he was ready to go. And there was no tears, none of that. No, I'm going to keep it here as long as possible because I want to stretch the moment. Nope, he was done dealing, ready to walk. Your account is 90 days past due. <laughs> We're in a fourth and long here. <laughs> Man, you can still hear it in the chest. Yeah. Get you some of that driving around Tallahassee. Oh, they are. If their windows are down, they're already breathing it in. Man. It doesn't stop. Can't wait till this libations. Friday, the Jeff Cameron Show War Chant Invitational. Man, the second harvest is going to make out like bandits. We've raised a lot of money thanks to the kind-hearted folks of this community and our sponsors, many of whom we will mention in the second hour. But, man, this is going to be so much fun, and the day is almost here, and I'm starting to feel better, and I'm excited about it. It's just one of the best things that we're able to do. Just we're given a platform, we're able to do it. And so that's cool, and we're able to do it because we have great sponsors and wonderful listeners who pony up whenever we ask them to for great causes. And the Greens will be rolling on Friday. Mm. You were there you. yesterday at Capital City Country Club with a little walkie-through. little walkie-walk. Uh-huh. Yep, that's right. It's just like what Mike Norvell does. You know, where, where am I going to stand? Where are we going to stand for instruction? 30 seconds. Where should you be? <laughs> I'll bet seconds. he quizzes the assistants about where they should be at well, certain times. you want that kind of buttoned up. Tomorrow when we get out there, this is how it's going to look. This way, this way, this way. I just want one of those assistants to be empowered to say, maybe we shouldn't lead with special teams at the spring game. Maybe then we shouldn't, you know, go with uh, two-point conversions followed by special teams. Don't think that's going to bring the crowd to their feet. Mike, why don't we save that for halftime? Why don't we start with a game situation and then, you know, sprinkle in your little two-point conversion stuff and kick off and punt, and then second half we'll get it on with our celebrity coaches. That one hurt because they just got it right on Thursday. Move that. Well, well, whatever. It's not my job. Do that at halftime. Perhaps don't practice kickoffs and stuff like that uh, at the spring game. Hour number two forthcoming. Stay with